Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, AJ's election preview. Uh, my name is Matt Dotre. I'm the government reporter with the Avalanche Journal. Uh, here this week talking with the candidates uh, for mayor. Uh, sitting across from me right now is uh, Stephen Sanders. He is the write-in candidate, uh, and he is facing uh, Mayor Dan Pope and uh, John Cothran, or Cothran, uh, for the seat for mayor. Stephen, how are you? Doing very well. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Uh, We'll get it out of the way really quick. Write-in candidate, you know, tell me how what people need to do in order to vote with you because it's not the right. same as voting for everyone else. Right, right. It's not. Um, but it's really easy. Um, so since I'm the write-in candidate in the on this computer screen, you'll have to you'll have to click write-in, and then my name is all. It'll be in the booth. You can see it. You just spell it in. Um, if you don't spell it right, they'll send it to a committee, and they'll make sure that you are trying to trying to uh, put me in there, yeah. but nobody else's name Steven. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and you would fine. encourage people to spell it right the first yeah, time. I, I really do, I really do. S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Steven Sanders, you know, yeah. spell it right. That way um, we can get the vote, because I know all of y'all are voting for me, so um, <laughs> make sure you, d- you yeah. do that. And then so in the booth there will be your name, it'll say write-in candidate, right. you know, Steven Sanders, right. and then on the ballot they'll click write-in candidate, type in your name. Yeah, okay. real simple, yeah. it's super simple. Yeah. I mean, and it, it is a little bit of extra work and whatnot, but uh, they've, they've made it really simple. Okay. It's, it's not very hard. It's not like writing in like it used to be um, back in the old days where you just actually, where you read it, where you, you wrote on a piece of paper, literally. Yeah. You know, but it's just, you know, it's just typing now. So it's easy. Okay. And, and you can ask for help. Yeah, and that's just because I guess you file late. Is that the reason why you're. Well, you're I was there to file on time. I. I I got my my ID didn't come in on time from the state because they're behind, and I couldn't do anything about that. So I just went and got another another ID, came back in on that Tuesday, used that, and I had other I had other forms of identification, but those didn't work for them. The secretary, the city secretary, was you needed your driver's license. Yeah, I have to ID. have that. It was it was only two or three days expired, and they wouldn't take it. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So you missed the filing deadline because of that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's tricky. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Well, do you want to introduce yourself? Talk a bit, of, a, a bit about yourself? What yeah. I'm, I'm Stephen Sanders. Um, I am 34 years old. I'm a very young candidate. Um, and uh, I'm African-American. Uh, I went to the military uh, and uh, served in, in the Army. I enjoyed that. I jumped out of airplanes. I don't know how I got into that, but I did. Um, and I came back um, and got into, I got really deep in, into the church, um, as I am now. And uh, God just started to use me um, in the homeless area. That was really my main thing that I, was started, that I started doing. And so I've been doing that still. Um, and then I realized that there was a need for us to come together as a people in Lubbock. Um, and not just uh, African-American people, not just Hispanic or white, but all of us together, unified as one people. So I started doing the peace rally. 
and I got that stuff going. We got the next one coming October the 6th. But we're, we're, I'm trying to create an environment of love in the city. And love conquers all. And I believe that, and I'm going to stand on that. But we have to address the issues that we really have. And, and that is um, we still have some uh, prejudice issues and some segregation, um, more more or less uh, prejudice than it is segregation because I see black people everywhere. I see Hispanic people everywhere. Maybe not that many, but the issue is still there. And I just want to address that and let them know that I can be a middle person for them. If they don't understand what's going on, I can educate them so that they can better understand a different race. And that goes for Hispanic to white or white to black or black to Hispanic because it's, it's, it's prejudice between all three. And that's coming from each side. Yeah, Everybody do you, does yeah. it. I mean, do you feel like Lubbock is segregated in that matter? Oh, absolutely. We, we are definitely uh, segregated in that matter. But segregation and prejudice are two different words. And I don't want to mis misconstrue that, but uh, I think we have an issue with prejudice. People are prejudiced here, and we gotta and we got to stop that. I'm the candidate that's going to bring these things to light and help us move past this point. Uh, that's a whole point of being a progressive leader. I believe that if we're progressive, we're making progress. And I don't have to be a Democrat or a Republican to do that. I have to be a good human being. So I'm running independent, and I don't, I don't claim either side. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down with any of that. I care about the people. That's what I care about the most. Do, do you feel like people, with, yeah, do you feel like people are, you know, a white male like myself? Do you feel like I'm, like, naive in that matter? Or, like, you know, if, if, I, if I feel like prejudice doesn't exist in Lubbock, is that just me? Do you feel like I'm turning a blind eye? Or do you just feel like I'm naive in that matter? Uh, some, some people, and, and, and I'm real careful about using the word naive, but some people just are uneducated. Um, this has been hand, handed down generation to generation to generation, and they're just some people don't know that they're being that way until you illuminate it and you 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 create or show them uh, chances where they may have been doing that, uh, and uh, so it's a it's a tricky thing. But it's case to case. Everybody just because you're white doesn't mean you're prejudiced. Just because you're black doesn't mean you're prejudiced. When you're prejudiced you have a bias or a bit of hatred in your heart for someone who looks different than you. And you don't have to be any certain color to be that way. And that's what I want people to know. I'm not, I'm an ambassador for the city of Lubbock, everyone. So I understand how people, how, you know, where people are coming from, you know. I'm married to a white lady and she's, you know, one of the most sweetest ladies I've ever met. But. Uh, we care about all people. She loves, she teaches at a school uh, called Atkins Junior High. There's all different kinds of races there, you know. Uh, she cares about the need. I care about the need of the city, and, and that's what we're focusing on. So what's the mayor's role in all of this then? You know, you talk about kind of the next step or this kind of this breakthrough moment that needs to happen. You right. Know, what's, what, what's the mayor and the city council's role in all of that? Uh, well, what we need to, what the mayor's job should be um, is to be a post um, where, where people can come to um, and communicate with the city council through me um, and me not be biased and me be honest about what the people really want and make sure that I listen to them. This city wants a leader who will listen to them and do what they ask 
And I think that that's what we need to do. There was a mayor, his name was Tom. I don't know if you remember Tom. Tom did that. Tom did what the people said. He spent the money the way the people asked him to spend the money. And his, one of his sayings was, hey, but it's not my money. And it's not our money. We, we, right now, we're, um, we're, we're spending our money recklessly. We're not doing things the right way. Projects are over-budgeted, under-budgeted, and, um, and we're okay in that. Um, they're doing it behind closed doors. And we need to stop that um, and put money into infrastructure. And before we build up these brand new big old buildings, let's get the potholes fixed so that people could quit calling City Hall with the insurance company. We're paying more money in fixing people's cars than we are, then it would cost us less money to fix the streets. And that's just a fact. Yeah. But we neglect those things because um, the corporate world wants more dollars. We get that, and we want that to happen, but we want to be fair to the citizens. The citizens shouldn't have messed up cars while brand new buildings are being built. Brand new buildings, can you be more specific? Are you talking about Citizens Tower? Yes, sir. Citizens Tower um, was appraised for, I think, 130, and it got approved for 330. Okay. What do you mean? So there's a bunch of, there's some money in between there, and they use it for, they use it to do to do the job, okay, so to speak. But here's here's a problem. The people who have been working in this city with small businesses, they can't get a contract on any of the jobs, on any of the things that are going on down here in this building. Okay? Yeah. There is enough money in that project for everybody to get a piece of the pie. You know, and the big companies are, are the only ones who are getting the money. And so that's where I think the mayor role comes in, where I can say, "Hey, let's let's be a little bit fair. Let's let's, let's be fair. Let's let's make sure that everybody gets to make some money and eat because they've been these companies, these small companies have been here 25, 30 years. You know, mm-hmm. that's a long time to be shut down. And so we want to uh, be fair. Um, the aquarium um, is, is is supposed to be privately funded." Um, it's not all privately funded. It's not. Um, they, they, uh, probably the majority, maybe, but some of that money is coming from the taxpayer dollar, and they won't admit that, but it is. Um, and so uh, I just want to bring honesty to the table, that yeah. integrity where I'm not going to make a decision without my people okaying it. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say my people, I mean the citizens of Lubbock. Yeah. So, you know, so I guess I'm not familiar with the Aquarian. I I don't know if that's a leader project, if that's what you're referring to. I guess I'll need to look more into this. In terms of Citizens Tower, I think, you know, the city's not involved anymore with any of the construction contracts. You know, they hired Lee Lewis as a construction manager at risk, and then Lee Lewis is getting all, you know, Right. Is dealing with all that. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if you feel like the city is is more involved in right. the city should be more involved. Yeah, we we're the ones who uh, are doing the project, um, and although Lee Lewis is doing most of the construction work, we need to we we should still be able to filter down, and that's the whole point of being in leadership position. We should oversee that stuff and make sure not just say, all right, you take care of all of that. Because guess what? Lee Lewis is going to do whatever Lee Lewis wants to do. We need to do what's right for the citizens of Lubbock who work really hard 
And that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I'm talking about because those same people who are not getting bids to work, jobs, are paying taxes that they're using, they're using those tax dollars to build this building. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be fair, you know. I just do. I, I think that that's the right thing to do. I think the big companies should get money too. And I think, I think it should trickle down. We should all we should spread it out a little bit. And what infrastructure is needed then? You say we shouldn't be doing those projects. Instead, we should be focusing well, on right. basic infrastructure, like streets you talked about. Right, right. I don't think that uh, we should not be doing those projects. I think that the timing um, and, and fiscal planning is we need to do those things first. First things first, the, the Coliseum. We want to want to tear the Coliseum down. All of that history and all of that, you know, that's a part of our culture. You know, why do we want to tear that down? That's not a good move. And I hope everybody votes against that because that's something we should not do. Um, we built the Marsha Sharp right there. Marsha Sharp put us on the map in that Coliseum. Mm -hmm. That's backwards, <laughs> you know? Okay. You know, they go together. They go together. And I think that it's a, we can remodel that place. We can and, and what do you think the use of that would be in the future? Um, if I the city were to spend, you know, I hear somewhere between 15 and $20 million to remodel it. Uh, uh, well, the thing what we can do is uh, start working with the surrounding counties. Um, we also can get a semi-pro hockey team that can self-fund themselves. Last time we had the, the hockey team, it came out of our pockets. So I understand. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But... There's so many other things that are going on. We need to create. Op we need to create things to do there. Lubbock doesn't really have a lot of things to do um, in that aspect. Let's get some more. Let's get some some a junior rodeo. Let's get let's get some other things going. There's things to do there, you know. Um, and um, so we just got to look at that. But but like I was saying, um, I understand that our planners want to want to make our city better. I get that, and I think they should. And I think they've done somewhat of a good job. But we need to worry about the fiscal planning. We, we, we've forgotten about uh, strategic spending. Uh, we spend too fast. We can't get anything out the way um, uh, before we do something else. We, we, have, we have more debt as a city than most states have altogether. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. You know, we, gotta, we, we just need to tone it down and we need to regroup slow down and just because money's there to spend doesn't mean that we're supposed to just spend it you know and and just you know spend money on on all these things when we can't even do the little simple things yeah. like fill potholes okay and uh yeah so talk about um you know i've seen you on facebook and you're talking about how the city needs to take more focus uh in east lubbock and you talk about the north and east lubbock you know master development plan and things mm -hmm. like that so I mean, what does what does the city need to do differently, and how can the city promote growth in East Lubbock? Um, well, we need to run the Marsha Sharp all the way through East Lubbock. That's the first thing. That alone right there will create a lot of opportunities, uh, and uh, it'll make it easier for business owners to want to get on board to build because people, when you're driving on the Marsha Sharp, the Marsha Sharp goes all the way through here. So it's easy for a business to... Uh, a, a business to travel down and just get off the Marsha Sharp and, you know, handle their business with whatever business trade and, and buying is a lot easier. Um, it will promote areas for, just like they put apartments right there uh, on the Marsha Sharp right by behind Walmart here. Mm -hmm. uh, we can do that right on the other side as well. 
and create new opportunities. Those, the students can move there too, which will create more opportunities for East Lubbock as well. Um, they will actually have to put street lights up then, you know, um, in East Lubbock so that people could see. But we have to uh, be honest about that, and, and they don't want to do that. I was at the CPAC meeting. They, they voted, when we did the, little, the, the vote there, they didn't want to do that. They're, they're forgetting about it, and they're playing and turning the eye like, oh, we forgot about that, you know. That's not, we shouldn't forget about that. They adopted that plan, mm -hmm. the East-North Lubbock Master Plan, Development Plan. They, they adopted it. They tabled it and didn't mention it again. Why? Because the higher-ups want to build Southwest Lubbock. We're, that's fine, but this is a whole city. What are we going to do, just abandon that city? No, we don't need to do that. That part of the city, we can't do that. What they want to do is drive all of the rest of those black people out of there, and then they'll come back and move in there and build a whole new community. That's not what we need to do. That's not, that's not the way we do things. We need to help those people build them up right now. Teach them how to buy new homes. Teach them how to fix their homes. Put a, 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 a neighborhood association group over that area over there so that the housing will have to be um, up to standard in order to be standing there, you know, which will make the living situation for the people who live there and own houses better. So we're not doing that. And those, I, I grew up in East Lubbock. And so for me to say that means that I care about the whole city. It's going to create revenue for Lubbock if we do that yeah. and the neighborhood. And then we can do better things and the city won't have to be like, well, they, they, will, they just want money. Well, we can create money if we run the Marsha Sharp through there, do everything that we do out here on this other side of town, and we, we create that equality. Yeah. Do you feel like the city right now is neglecting East Lubbock? Absolutely. Without a doubt, 100%. Um, I've talked with many pastors around the city, um, white, Hispanic, and black, um, and they all have agreed that there is no doubt that, that East Lubbock has been neglected. I'm not going to sit around and act like it's not just to get votes. I'm not. I want people to do the right thing and have a heart and be honest. And that's what we have to do, and that's what I'm standing for, period. You know? Yeah, I want Southwest Lubbock to keep growing. I do. I think it's beautiful out there. I I, I make money out there. I I, I take my family out there. Um, but uh, I would love to take my family, have somewhere for them to go on on in East Lubbock and North Lubbock too, and not just the Canyon Lakes. The Canyon Lakes is beautiful, but we need some stores and some and some food and some shopping. Yeah. You know, there's nothing over there. Yeah, it's, and so that's and I feel like that's what. You know, I've spoken with people at the city and I know that's what they grapple with is, you know, kind of what comes first, you know, businesses or kind of city revitalization, you know, w which one attracts the other and which one needs to happen first. And so you feel like it is kind of that infrastructure, you know, the, the need for road projects that will attract businesses then exactly. in, that, in that area. In that exactly. Area, in exactly. Even just off the Marshall Sharp, if we could just get. Um, some businesses, if the Marshall Sharp runs through East Lubbock, if we can get some businesses and some new communities on both sides of the Marshall Sharp, that will create opportunity because then there will be enough people in the area for businesses to come and set up to run. People don't want to run businesses over there because it's not enough people over there. 
It's not because they're bad people. It's because it's not enough, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's what we got to focus on. Um, but right now, our city leaders are not um, encouraging people to go and do business over on East, in East Lublin. They're not encouraging them to use that land. That's, that's, that's great land. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that's great land. Uh, talk a bit about, you said you, um, you first kind of got involved with the homelessness in Lubbock and you, you uh, kind of tell me what this, uh, how will you address the issue of homelessness and kind of what, what can be done for those citizens? Right. Um, I, um, so of course with what, what I'm doing, um, uh, and, and my feeding the homeless deal, it's really blown up. God has really blessed me in that area to be able to feed a lot of people, um, and but there's a there's another program that is uh, being implemented in about 260 cities across the United States, and it's called Homeless the uh, Project Homeless Connect, um, and it is right now the project the, the part that I like is out of uh, Kansas City, and they they provide and one day they bring all of these volunteers together people from the city who really care about these. There's, there's people here who care about the homeless. But right now our city is not creating an opportunity for these people to come out and work and serve these people. And so this program um, offers lots of services, um, employment services, bill paying services, birth certificates, um, haircuts, veteran salt housing programs, um, things that, and this is all in one day, one time. And so they do it you know, once or twice, you know, uh, every other month, you know, and make it regular so that we can start reaching those people. Um, and then mental health care with the homeless will also help us be more uh, uh, proactive with, with the things that are happening. Uh, they pick up a lot of homeless people and take them to the mental ward. They keep them for a week. They put them out and they never follow up with those people. That's not the way we do it. Yeah. You, if they need extra help, we need to help them do that. And so I'm looking at the big picture, um, and it, it could be anybody. And if you think about that, it could be you that's homeless. What would, you, would you want someone to help you? Would you want somebody just to stop and say, hey, I care about you. Hey, eat, here's a meal. Let me talk to you. Tell me what's going on. Why are you feeling so bad? Those people have lost hope, and their self-esteem is very, very low. But if we show them that we care as a city, they'll do better. And so that's, that's, that's what we need to do. And we need to implement that program. And I'm, I'm going to do that regardless to whether I win, which I know I will. But regardless to whether I win or not, I'm going to implement that program because I care about the homeless. That's one of my, my main things. The homeless, the elderly, the children, I care about those people mm-hmm. because that's really important, you know. Um, some of these people, in most cases, are, are helpless. Uh, elderly people, when they get up, up past a certain age, they're helpless. You know, they're almost like babies again. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we take care of them. Working with the city, working with the school district a lot more and seeing how we can um, better uh, help them, maybe on a financial level too, but we're spending a lot of that money on these new projects and stuff like that. Let's, let's take a, a tad bit of that money and let's let's see how we can help the Lubbock Independent School District. Let's see if we can get the 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 um, metal detectors. 
with with the with the picture recognition on it so that if a sex offender walks into school it alerts everybody that has a smartphone in the building let's do that i've already i've already got that stuff in the in the in the making but we can't do anything like that until we have people in place to care about that kind of stuff i care about that my teacher's a 10 my wife's a 10 year teacher we are committed to this city and we got to have leaders who are committed to I'm from Lubbock. Incumbent is not from Lubbock. He's not from Lubbock. I've been here my whole life. I know this place before any of this construction was here, any of this stuff. We had 4th Street and we had 34th, you know, and then we had 50th, you know. And I know, I know everything about this city, you know, and I just want to make sure that I can use that and I can be a vessel for our city because they deserve a leader like that. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about things that elected officials in this area aren't talking about. And is that kind of why you're running, honestly, to talk about, you know, you're, you're bringing up race issues, you know, homelessness issues. Is that kind of, are you hoping to get these messages out? Absolutely. I, I want us to wake up and be honest with ourselves. And it, it, it also becomes a personal thing. Some, some of this is, as we were speaking, it's hard for people to hear this. It's hard for them to hear this. They don't want to hear it. Um, I've had um, Confederate flags in my front yard in recent in the recent past, and uh, you know what? It didn't deter me from still doing what I got to do. I still got to put the message out. And right now, the city needs a leader like that. That's that's fearless, and that's not just a jacket, not just a suit coat. I have a heart. I stand for something, and I stand for equality. And I love all people. And that's just it. I love every single race, Asian, um, gay, straight, disabled, not disabled, whatever you are. If you are a human being, I love you and I want to see you prosper. And that's my message, point blank. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Help me understand and talk more about that, you know, what it's like growing up as an African-American in Lubbock, because that may be something that pe most people don't, you know, think about or, 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 or try to connect with, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Um, a great example is this. Uh, my mother worked very, very, very hard. We didn't have any money, you know, growing up, but uh, she didn't take government assistance and we didn't get food stamps and we didn't go and use every government agency to try to get ahead. She worked two or three jobs so that we could, I could see her working really hard and I, I adopted that in my heart and I knew that I would have to work really hard when I, when I got older. And so I left and I went to the military and, and started right there, you know, and, and because of what she had put inside of me. But people struggle um, from an African-American standpoint because um, we didn't have very many people before us in our families who had money, you know. Lots of times um, people have money, are, they, their families already have money who are, who are white. Uh, their families, they come from money. It's pedigree, you know. Uh, in the Amer African-American culture in this area, it's only 8%. Um, people don't have money like that. Now, some people have, and it's only it's only two percent people who have really have some money, um, and that could be um, sectioned off or, or you know st you know strategized a different way. But 
having money can make or break how you are as a person. And, and so another reason that um, African-Americans get, so to speak, upset is because this has been 400 years of this stuff going on, you know? And it, that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. So some of these people are upset because their parents were upset and because grandmama was upset and grandma's grandma was upset, you know? So we have to learn how to deal with those people. I have to talk to those people all the time. You see, you see the Facebook. I have to make sure that I even let those people know, hey, those times, you know, those times are over. We're, we're doing something different here in Lubbock. I understand you're upset, but we got to do different. And then I also have to tell the white people that, hey, look, you got to understand, you know, and if, you, if you're going to talk noise about it, then be, be the change that you want to see. You know, help out. Don't just sit back and talk. Help out. Step up. And we need our city to step up together. Um, and so um, in, in terms of being African-American, I see both sides of it. And uh, I just want to be that, 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 that bridge to gap the issue, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and help the people out with that. Um, I really believe that in, in, in coming times, we're going to have a better city in that, in that aspect because of what I'm doing right now. But I need the people to get behind me. I'm asking the community. I'm asking the Lubbock community to give me a chance and to get behind me and adopt my vision for our city. I think that's what we need to do. Yeah. And you describe yourself as a progressive candidate. Can mm-hmm. you t- kind of talk about what that means? And We don't leave anyone behind. We don't forget about people anymore. Um, and you don't have to have money to sit at the table. And you don't, you don't have to, you know, uh, you don't have to have the best suit and, and have three businesses and all of that to be informed about the city's business. Uh, you just have to come to the meetings and, and be involved in the community. Um, I don't want the gay community to be staying at home and being shut off because they're afraid to come out because of how people in Lubbock have been in the past where the gay community is looked down upon. I don't look down upon people. We're changing that. This is a progressive city. You go to Houston, you go to Dallas, you go to Austin. It's not like that. People do. People are who they are. Would I be gay? No, I wouldn't. But I love people who are, and I have friends who are gay that I love very dearly. And I feel like they are just as great as any other human being. And that is a being a progressive leader. I'm not stuck in left. I'm not stuck in right. You know, I'm stuck in the middle, and I'm doing what's right for the people so that everybody, if we let those, if we, if we let everybody be who they are, we can generate a lot more revenue and we can be a better city and we'll have people come we'll have more people come to our city and want to live because they won't feel like oh man i can't live there because they don't like gay people you know or whatnot or i'm not i'm not a republican i better not go there you know and that's not the case anymore i love the way that republican people spend money but i also love the way democrats let people live their lives you know yeah. so that's why i sit in the middle i see it from both angles okay. i love them both you know, um, did this? Do you want to talk about the president presidential election? Did the past presidential election kind of spark you in any way? Uh, 
It did a little bit. I have to admit that. Um, that's a great question, man. Um, Donald Trump won, and nobody expected him to win at first. Everybody counted him out. It's like, yeah, he ain't gonna win. He's not gonna win. And uh, despite all of the speculations and whatnot, America chose him. And I'm asking Lubbock to choose me in that same light. They chose him because they wanted to see what else was out here, what other types of leaders there were. I'm not, I'm not your typical politician. I'm a man for the people. And that's what Donald Trump wanted to be for America. You see what I'm saying? And so, because uh, Donald Trump's not a politician, clearly. And neither am I. I'm not. I know a lot about it, and I've been around it. I know the lingo, and and I can can be that. But I care about the people, not about the money so much, you know? I want to protect the people's money, but I'm I'm not in it for personal gain. I'm in it for unity purposes and to see our people so that my kids can grow up and say, man, my daddy loved this community. And I got to do the same thing. And I got to be a great citizen and be a great man, just as he's been. And they will never see me being ugly to someone of a different race than me. And and so um, in that aspect, like you were saying about the presidential stuff, I mean, if Donald Trump can do it, I can do it. Um, anybody after me can do it. Um, it's all about if the people like you or not. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. Times have changed. Um, but being a progressive leader, you you have to be ready to get in the fishbowl, you know, and people are going to be saying, hey, you know, pick at you. But if you're really ready, you'll be fine, you know. So that's, that's how I feel about that. Okay. And how can your message continue? So, of course, if you win, you will be... The mayor talking about these issues on a regular basis, but if you don't win, how can that message, will you continue to be involved and how can you kind of encourage others to be? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question too. Um, My work has just begun. The election was just a good platform for me to get the message started, but me being in the community and my message is going to ring louder and louder and louder and eventually we're going to make those changes. You know, and we're going to start. We've already started making steps because we're talking about it now. You know, and there was one time in the city that wasn't allowed. We weren't allowed to talk about this kind of stuff. You know, that was allowed. Uh, 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 an African-American man could not run for mayor. It wasn't allowed. And so we're, we're moving. We're moving in a good direction. Um, and. Uh, I believe that uh, if we keep up what we're doing, if we keep on the track that we're going, we'll, we'll be able to beat some of these uh, roadblocks with, with uh, the race thing and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and then we'll get people down at the city hall who are going to be, uh, who's going to have more integrity and, 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 and do things at a higher level uh, of honesty and integrity. And we won't just spend money recklessly and we'll put money where it should go. You know, I'm not saying don't do the big projects. So nobody take that and say he didn't want us to build. I want us to get our, the things, the basic things done first. Get those things done first, and then we'll do the new projects and all that kind of stuff. 
Stephen, anything else? Anything else you wanted to add? That's all the questions I have. No, I love Lubbock, and I want them to know that. This is point blank, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve you with an open heart and with a forgiving heart and always ready to listen and make things happen for you, Lubbock. So just give me a shot, and I'm going to do, do everything I can for you. Mm-hmm. Very good. Stephen, I appreciate your time. Uh, election day is May 5th. Early voting starts April 23rd. Um, besides the race for mayor, there's also the race for District 1, and those interviews uh, with those candidates were posted uh, earlier this week. Stephen, yep. very good. Thank you so Thank much. You, mm-hmm. yep. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.